Hello and welcome to Philanthropy Australia's Provocations podcast. I'm Nick Richardson. I'm joined by Dr. Michael Liffman. This month, we're looking at some interesting discussions that have emanated from the man called the little French Bill Gates, a man called Alexandre Mars. And he's a tech entrepreneur who's come up with a particular solution to what he thinks is one of philanthropy's more pressing dilemmas. And he characterises that dilemma as built around two questions, one of which is, do you give to charity and do you give enough? Michael Liffman, what's your answer to those two questions? Hi, Nick. Um, look, I think they're the perennial questions um, in this sector. And they, in fact, remind me of when I used to work as a grant maker and one of the um, very substantial and generous philanthropists for whom I worked, used to say on more than one occasion that they, he, she, doesn't matter, um, they reckoned that 50% of the money they gave away was effective, but they didn't know which 50%. And that's a fairly challenging, but I think fairly astute observation. It's not quite as cynical as another well-known philanthropist who said that um, he or she, doesn't matter again, thought that didn't believe that, the, that, that philanthropy was at all effective, but was under such pressure to do it that he, she had to do it. And I thought that was a, really quite a sad comment that, that this person had so little understanding or trust in the whole notion of the civil sector that felt so cynical about it. Um, so, I, so what do we do about that then? Well, one of the ideas, well, I think a few things. It's always seemed to me, and it's, it's not very novel to say so, that the giving decision is really some sort of wrestle between head and heart. Um, and I guess one of the directions that I've been trying to, to suggest is that we should move a little bit closer to head than a lot of giving currently is. And in other words, giving that comes from the heart is hopefully meaningful and satisfying in various ways, but it's not necessarily um, the most effective way of giving. And I think what the observations that Mars has made are somehow trying to find a way in which giving can be meaningful to the giver at both levels, head and heart. So his approach is very much about providing some transparency, but also in some ways taking away the intimidating challenge for a lot of would-be donors, and that is not knowing where to direct their giving to. Is that how, is that how you see those that, problems? That seems to be how he's doing it. And I've long thought that there should be much more information available to donors to help them um, wrestle with the head and heart thing, but also move towards the head by having the sort of information which reassures them that, yes, this particular problem can be, um, there, there can be a useful contribution to this particular problem or challenge or opportunity by giving to a particular organisation, doing the sort of due diligence on particular organisations that, that enables that decision to be made. I've, I've long called, liked, preferred to call philanthropy social investment by recognising that it is an investment in which you seek outcomes and in which there are meant to be rewards for both the giver or the investor and the receiver. I used to think that there, it would be good if there was some sort of website or journal that uh, was, if you like, a civil society equivalent of choice. 
um, where you could read about organisations that are doing various types of work and read about fairly rigorous due diligence that was done. There are organisations of that sort, um, more so in the, in Australia, uh, sorry, in the United States and Australia, but I think they take us down a promising path and Mars's initiative, I think, is one of those. So Mars has created this organisation and it, its website, um, Epic, which actually provides in some ways uh, an opportunity for people uh, to give directly to a number of charities that his organisation have already kind of earmarked as being uh, having the appropriate um, requisites for that level of investment and, and donation. That's a big piece of work in itself though, isn't it? It's a big piece of work. I don't think, by the way, that the Epic Foundation, which Mars has created, is unique or even entirely pioneering. In the United States, you've had, uh, you have GiveWell, um, in Britain, you have a charity navigator. In the United States, you also have effective altruism. And in Australia, we have a very, very tiny version of effective altruism, which really is a tiny, as I understand it, a tiny version of EPIC, of the Mars Initiative. The Mars Initiative, as I understand it, surveys a vast number of organisations in a whole lot of fields and then selects some as organisations that it recommends. So you then go to the Mars website and see what's happening in child protection. They recommend six organisations and you like one of them, so you go there. Um, even in Australia, effective altruism, which I say is very small, which is no criticism of it, it's just the nature of the sector, um, you can go to effective altruism and it will list six organisations which it has done substantial due diligence on, primarily, I think, using the due diligence of its parent organisation in the States, um, GiveWell, and it will say, if you're interested in supporting overseas development, here are six organisations and you can give to them through us. Um, that, I think, seems to be the same model that um, EPIC has. What I think none of those programs do is a further step, which would be, supposing you are interested in supporting child protection in the western suburbs of Melbourne, can you go to some sort of organisation like EPIC and say, who are the organisations that are doing this work? Can you do a due diligence? Can you do an assessment and tell me? Or even more so, if you want to know what's the important work that's being done in, in child protection, what, what are the important issues, what are the cutting-edge ideas, um, how can I get behind those? That too, I think, is a, a service that we don't yet have in this community and probably should. So in a sense, that's actually about having the appropriate content, I suppose, that people can access and, in a sense, having that centralised or in some kind of repository where people can actually use it as a, as a resource that helps add another layer of information to the choices they make. Absolutely. And of course, I should be, there are also private consultants in this field to whom you can yes. go and they will claim to provide that service and I suppose they do and they will charge a fee for it too. But, and that's, that's also useful. I think anything which enables us to treat our social investment in some ways more like a commercial investment remembering that, of course, the motivation and the outcome is entirely different, is taking us a bit further to, in the direction of making, of relieving the quandary that Mars has identified. If we go back to the starting point of this conversation, people uh, lack confidence that they can trust organisations, that they know that the organisations will be effective. And that's what 
it seems to me, Mars and all these other initiatives are very properly trying to address. There's a, we've, we've kind of touched on it a bit already, but there's a deep philosophical issue here that I think we kind of have to address. And that is, you characterise it as the head and the heart. You also mentioned there that commercial driver that's obviously part of all of this. For a lot of people, they see the expression of giving as an exercise of compassion and care. How hard is it for people to then take that step to then say at, at, at an, an intellectual level that I do have to consider this in a hard-headed way rather than just in a heart-driven, compassionate way? Look, I think you're right. I think it's extraordinarily difficult. Um, I mean, the really hard-nosed advocates of making your philanthropy effective go so far in some instances to say gifts should not be made to art galleries, for instance, um, because the needs of an art gallery or of the community that visit art galleries are not as acute as the needs of people in poverty and so on. Some, again, take the logic even further and say, in a country like Australia, one should not give to any cause within Australia because however needy those causes are, the needs in other parts of the world and the effectiveness of, of a dollar spent in addressing those needs is so much greater than anything you can do in Australia that you shouldn't give. Now, that's really requiring people to be to, to go down the sort of utilitarian or analytic or cerebral road to an extent which I think is unrealistic, but it's a good discipline, I think. And the point of all this, I think, is not that it's an either or or a yes or no, but that there is a discipline. And the discipline is about somehow finding the sweet spot between where your heart takes you and what a more analytic approach will suggest is going to be more, most effective. It's not easy. Indeed not. So one other element that I think is worth exploring about the, the Epic Foundation and what Mars has done, and it's a reflection of his tech background, I think, in many ways, is that as a donor, you can then have access to uh, an app on your phone that enables you to see directly the outcome of the, of the donation you've made. How, how useful is that kind of transparency in terms of either affirming the choice you make or indeed reinforcing the approach you've taken? Yes, I don't know if I can answer that because I guess, well, I'm not sufficiently familiar with the sort of material that's on that app, but also, again, it really depends on the rigour and the honesty uh, with which with which the accountability or the outcomes are, are demonstrated. And I know that um, it's attributed to Einstein, this comment, but it may, may or may not have been him, who said, um, not everything that counts can be counted and not everything that can be counted counts. So a purely metric approach to looking at outcomes may take you down a road that really is, is too arid and too removed from the day-to-day. -day. So I think it's, it's, it's a matter of judgment. It's one of my favourite quotes, Michael. That I think right? that's a lovely time to uh, conclude this month's podcast. Thank you, Michael Liffman. Thank you, Nick.